0: All right, welcome back to Trust the Podsess. Wow. I mean, how long has it been since our last episode? Hey, remember <laughs> that funny joke when we said we'd have a draft episode right after the draft?
1: Yeah, well... And that what,
0: was, uh, you know... Yeah,
1: well, things didn't turn out <laughs> exactly that way, but... uh, at you all. No. Here we are. We're here now.
0: April 10th. Today. Yeah, no, no. It's been, what... May, June, July, August. Four yep, months. August so 1st today. We beat our own record of time in between episodes.
1: Yep, so much for weekly episodes, but uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but we tried. We tried. We really did. Anyway, welcome back to Trust the Podcasts. I'm your host, Declan. Um, With me as always, my good friend and co host, Sean Spidge. What's up everyone? Alright, and today we're talking a little bit of, we're talking a little bit of everything. We're talking a little basketball. Talking a little baseball, if you know, for however much longer that lasts, we're talking a little football, as we said. It's our draft recap, you know, four months after the fact, and we're talking a little college today. We'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, I'll get to my opinions on that, but I, I, I don't see that happening. Spoiler alert: I don't see college football happening. But we got to keep optimistic. Who knows what's gonna happen?
1: I mean, that's pretty much the question on everyone's mind. What's going to happen? No one, no one knows anything, really. I mean, as much as we say, you know, as, as much as we could predict, ultimately, you know. No one knows. Pretty scary in the sports world, you know.
0: I mean, we can, we can get into baseball because that's really what I wanted to talk about with baseball. Right. I mean, the Phillies were obviously Phillies fans. Um, the Phillies played three games before their season-based effectively got shut down. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's, what, 18 Marlins that tested positive? Oh, I think um, so.
1: It was a lot of them that tested positive, yeah.
0: And the rumor on the street was they couldn't stay in the hotel while they were traveling. They all went for a team dinner or something to a bar or restaurant, something like that. Um, and they most of them got infected, you know. And then most Phillies didn't test positive, I believe, It was two on the staff, um, a coach, and then somebody behind the scenes. But none of the players tested positive, so hopefully that's a good sign. But then it came out yesterday that a few Cardinals tested positive. And, of course, the Phillies haven't had any contact with any teams that have been in contact with the Cardinals, which means it's two separate Mm -hmm. outbreaks happening in the league. Um, Just not not good, not great.
1: Not great at all. Not great.
0: We couldn't even last a week. It's what it seems like right now. And I mean, the Phillies like they played well in those couple games. Like the first game, rough. The bullpen looked awful.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, did they really make any bullpen improvements in the off season? True. I mean, other they than... were just
0: counting on people getting yeah. healed, basically. Yeah.
1: I mean, that. <laughs> I mean, what is there to say? I mean, kind of, kind of what we expected. We were hoping that. Girardi would turn stuff around, but uh no, unfortunately. I mean, but it's only been three games. Hopefully once they get back, we'll see a different side to the fills.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nola Nola played pretty well, but he was like it was kind of a typical Nola game mm-hmm. where it was like he pitched really well for a couple innings. I think it was like three or four, and then he just started to lose command and then it was over. Yep. You know, he gave up that home run and um like he he looks really solid and then just Toward, like, the fifth inning, everything yeah, just kind of fell apart. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, I was pretty happy with how Didi looked. I mean, Didi looked insane. He was looking really good. And that second game, the offense really came alive, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, my boy, Phil Goslin
1: <laughs> killed it.
0: Was so good. He is unbelievable. His bat is so hot right now. I have a lot of positive things to say about the Phillies, especially with their their offensive side. Right, um, they started off kind of slow, but that second and third game they played really well. Mm-hmm. And then it just the pitching man. It's
1: I mean that's been their Achilles heel since since pretty much for the last three years now, three four years now. <laughs> I mean... You'd th- you think it
0: would get better. You'd think, Girardi. at least. You we know, thought.
1: We we thought, but nope. I mean, lose lose to the Marlins twice. Like, ugh, come on, man.
0: The They're Marlins. the
1: Marlins. The
0: Marlins. They're the Marlins. It was like... And with that third game, the worst part, their original starting pitcher was scratched a couple of hours before the game. You can't really win when you give up 11 runs. Four in the second. You know what I mean? You can't. Like, you get four, you get four runs in the first inning. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, we actually have a shot. Velasquez, I literally, I have in the notes for today, Mm -hmm. Velasquez is awful. Because he is. Yeah. He's a bullpen pitcher. He cannot, we've tried, it's been, it seems like five years that we've tried to start Velasquez. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, at some point, you got to take a look in the mirror and realize he is
1: not not what what we thought. It's time to move on, definitely, from Vince Velasquez.
0: I mean, he looked good in spring training, but it's tough when you score. Like I'm saying, it's tough when you score four runs in the bottom of the first and then turn around in the top of the second and give up another four runs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, to me that's just not a really good way to go about. <laughs> I mean, that's clearly it shows what they think of Arietta too because Arietta, we all thought was going to start this game. And Girardi said something about, oh, we're going to save him for the Yankees, which everyone was kind of like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But okay. Um, and if, you, you know, if you're putting Velasquez with his performance in front of Arrieta, well, what's that say about Arrieta? Like how
1: bad do they think
0: Arrieta's going to be this year?
1: I mean, how much money did they pay him? Four years, 100 mil something, right? Way too much. Way too much. Way, way too much. I mean, come on. You, at least if you're going to pay a guy that much money – like, you should at least at least give him a shot. He's not Vince Velasquez. How about that? He's probably yeah. better than Vince Velasquez.
0: It reminds me of, like, Nick Pavetta last year when they would throw Nick Pavetta out there, and it was clear that he could throw hard for a few innings but just had no control over his fastball right. ever. Like, he would, he would throw it really hard, and he'd throw it over the plate, but it just, no control. Like, he had no idea where it was going. That's what Velasquez looked like. He was, throwing, he was throwing hard for that first inning, and then after that, it was just. But, man, I, I really I don't have enough good things to say about, like, Hazley. Hazley had a really good game. Right. As I said, Gosselin, I've always been a big fan of Gosselin. I've always thought he was really good. I, this Phillies offense, like, obviously, first of all, let me just say this. Um, pay JT Real moto. Absolutely. Okay? I think I speak for both of us yeah, when I say Paige JT, best catcher in baseball. Um, even Bryce had a really good game. Bryce you did know, have he a really that, good game. Yeah. He hit that home run that was just oh my gosh, so good to see that swing. You know, Reese had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was like they all came alive and then the bullpen killed them. That's what it's, like the pitching just killed them. Like, there was no the, bouncing back. At
1: the end of the, you can't give up 11 runs. I mean, you score six, sure, that's you know, that's great. But giving up 11 runs to the Marlins.
0: To the Marlins. To the Marlins.
1: To the Marlins. Need we emphasize that more? I mean, you guys, this team cannot do that.
0: And I was really excited for the Yankees series, too. And then that was just, mm-hmm. that was done. Yeah, right Which away. I guess, obviously it makes sense, but it's just, you know, it stinks to see it. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, with the Cardinals outbreak, like, I read a report yesterday that said the MLB was contacting different broadcasting companies and saying, prepare to have alternate material to show in case MLB games get canceled. And like, what's that supposed to, you know, that's not exactly a positive image for baseball fans. But there's still, you know, plenty of time in this, in this season.
1: Still plenty of time, you know, hopefully you can get something. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they were putting, you know, it's, people were watching, like, there was, especially <laughs> for that Dodgers-Astros game,
1: Oh, I mean, was everybody was this. talking about <laughs> the
0: Dodgers-Astros game, everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: I think Joe Kelly kind of was, I mean, you knew it was going to happen, like, come on, you knew it was going to happen, one of them was about to, I mean, Joe Kelly just was the first to do it, I guess. <laughs> See, he
0: wasn't even on that Dodgers team, though. He was on the Red Sox when that happened, and obviously the Astros beat the Red Sox in that playoffs mm-hmm. when they won the World Series. But <laughs> it was just the the whole "oh, you're gonna cry," oh, that just that made me crack up. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh!" And clearly, like, obviously, there's no place for him to throw at somebody's head, but at the same time, it's like it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, I mean. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Maybe don't throw at his head. I mean, I mean, sure. Like, I, I get, like, saying to him, something to him, like, off the field or, you know. Or, you know, even trash-talking him in games, saying something to him, you know. But, like, throwing at his head, mm, maybe not. Not but, great. Not great, but... But eight games? Yeah, eight games. Eight games? Eight games. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
0: Manfred looks like a clown in this scenario.
1: Well, I mean, has he... <laughs> Over the since for the over the whole uh, Astros uh, scams, I mean, when is he not though? Really? Good point. Good point. <laughs> Hasn't good really point. handled the situation with too much grace.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And just he, he baffles me. Like his thought processes as a commissioner. Like obviously, we've seen some bad decisions by commissioners, mm-hmm. but he just can never seem to get one right. Right. See my my opinion is that Adam Silver should just take over every league.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Adam Silver probably is uh, probably the best commissioner. Yeah, easily. Why did I even hesitate to say that? Adam Silver is indeed the best commissioner in American sports right now. NHL better than Goodell, better than Manfred. You know, just easily.
0: To me, it's just he he makes the worst decisions I've ever. I've maybe ever seen out of a sports <laughs> league. I mean it's just I just can't even just like you can't even
1: justify it.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean he didn't hit anybody.
1: No, no. If he if he hit someone then you know, if he actually hit the guy's head then I'll be like, uh but like
0: Yeah, but even that's maybe not eight games. That's not I mean it's games. really bad. It's probably maybe like four. Considering the fact that none
1: of those Astros got suspended. Exactly no- no one got to spend it other than Kelly, like
0: you're gonna cry that just <laughs> makes me laugh that makes me laugh. <laughs> you're gonna cry, oh my gosh, but yeah, it doesn't look good for baseball, and in a similar vein, it doesn't look good for football. I mean, we'll talk obviously draft stuff later, but you have to think that the n f l was taking a look at what the m l b was doing, mm-hmm. you know, going to different stadiums trying to keep everybody inside but still traveling across the country Mm -hmm. still trying to stay not not having a bubble basically right and you gotta think that goodell and you know especially with all the opt-outs like especially on the patriots you have to think they're looking at the mlb and going this is not going to work out this is not
1: looking i mean one outbreak one outbreak can ruin it for a slew of teams. Well, we saw
0: one one dumb decision going out to the bar. Mm-hmm. One dumb decision. Leads to
1: uh, the Marlins season. Costed postponed? like six yeah. teams. 16. Yeah, it costed
0: six teams a week of
1: games, for one for one, one group decision. of guys. One decision. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Really,
0: it's so just beyond mm-hmm. beyond me. That why why do you make that choice? You know. Yeah. And
1: obviously, I don't
0: know what was going on in that situation. I don't know why they chose to go out, but it's just like you hear even us normal everyday people hear the, what could be the implications of, you know, social gatherings, especially with a large group, you know, going into a place that you don't necessarily, you haven't necessarily had exposure to before. Um, And then getting on a plane and going to a stadium To play a whole bunch of guys Mm -hmm. in a baseball game, and then obviously going back to the hotel, you know, you're interacting with so many people, but the probability that you're gonna at least get exposed, it's, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Well, where'd they go out to the bar? Was it in in Florida too? Right? I thought it was was in in Philly. Right? I, I believe was it? Well, even so, even if it was in, I mean hotbed area, literally. I mean literally went to a hotbed area in a bar, like, come on man. Like come on. Seriously? When that when so much is at stake being taken This is your job. Essentially. Your job is all on these the teams line. are at stake. It's your job. Yeah. It's your job to play baseball, man. And I mean like you know I don't
0: Okay, so according to you know? Scott Miller of Bleacher Report they were very lapsed, quote-unquote, in following uh, MLB protocols before the coronavirus outbreak hit the team, including going on the road in Atlanta and congregating in the hotel bar. So this was before they even got to Philly. Lots of MLB people very unhappy with Miami. Yeah, okay, thanks, Scott. <laughs> That's like putting it lightly.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean...
0: You completely blew yeah, That's what unhappy it looks like. You completely blew it. And it was funny even watching um, in that Astros Dodgers game, like the massive, you know, kind of melee that was on the field. But everybody's like, everybody talks about the social distancing and wearing the masks. And then they, you know, that's out the window once somebody gets mm-hmm. a hothead. Yeah, that's, and, a, yeah. Um, even with, yep. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone's and in rushing uh, on one of the Pirates games, I forget who up. the Pirates were playing, but their manager came out to argue with the umpire. And they couldn't figure out the mask situation. That that was a funny clip. Uh, John Boy, you know the YouTuber John Boy broke it down. Uh, it's John a Boy very Media. funny clip where he's just like they're <laughs> messing with their masks. And one point they're both on. One point the manager takes his down to yell. At one point the umpire's like thing snapped and he can't figure it out. And I don't, it's it's a whole new ball game, really. Like yeah, clearly nobody knows. It's you know, so different.
1: What, I mean yeah no one um, no one like really knows what i mean people know what to do i I shouldn't say that everyone knows what to do stay safe you know blah 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 but like is it really gonna happen you know like in a game i mean like you said once someone gets a hothead like all that just yeah. everyone forgets that just all goes out the window so i mean like you know it's just so yeah it is so just different
0: it's such an unprecedented different. time. You really don't know. And like you were saying, you know what to do. But at the same time, it's like they're mostly just suggestions of what to do, you know? Like we know what points to take. And right, I'm not defending right. them at all. Trust me. But I don't think people fully understand what we're going through. Yeah, the whole, the, the whole thing's bizarre.
1: I think it's going to be if one or two more teams get this, it's just going to be like... Yeah, they're going
0: to shut it down. Yeah probably a good call the bubble mm-hmm. was definitely the way to go the bubble I mean, just get the way everybody to go. away from the world even with like the lou will where he snuck out or Rashawn holmes when he went to get the takeout and he went mm-hmm. past the line or whatever yep. and they're still doing really well you know no reported outbreaks or anything or even really positive tests
1: yeah even zion along. williams left the bubble to go uh, visit family i mean still yeah yeah i mean constantly testing people They're doing a great job. Again, Adam Silver knows what to do. (laughs) The GOAT. The GOAT.
0: But no, I mean, hockey and the MLS are all doing a similar thing Mm. and, you know, no reported outbreaks there. So clearly that's the way to go. The question is going to be whether the NFL, you know, thinks it's worth keeping all. Well, the other thing is they have so many more players you know that's that's the issue oh yeah with yeah. ml with the mlb it's like they have more players for sure but it's not as a wide scale as the nfl no not um, nearly. so an mlb bubble would have been tough but an nfl bubble is like nearly impossible Especially you gotta like you rent think, out yeah. an entire
1: state uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know not to not not discrediting like baseball and basketball and hockey but like just thinking about the importance of the fans in NFL games, too, like, just how important having that loud crowd is, you know, to, I mean, we're to a point where you can literally influence the game, you know, but, I mean, it's just, yeah, like you, like you're saying, the size of the rosters, the amount of coaches, it's just going to be extremely, extremely difficult to have any sort of bubble in, in, in the NFL, and given how long games are, too, and, you know, all the breaks and stuff like that, like, it's just going to be completely, completely near impossible to pull that off.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would be shocked if they even tried. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what happens with the NFL right. is going to rely on how the MLB handles this situation. Um, and so far, not looking great.
1: Not looking great. <laughs> not looking great.
0: <laughs> the NBA is finally back. It's
1: back, gosh, everyone. gosh... Thank I God. am so happy. The first few games have been great. Really really, really good. good. He had the Rockets Rockets uh what's it called? The Rockets Mavs overtime game last night. And then the first two games, the Lakers or Lakers Clippers, excuse me, going at it, LeBron James, Kawhi, AD, and uh and Paul George. I was such a oh, I was just such a AD looking game. like
0: Kareem out there <laughs> with the goggles and everything. No, I mean it was. I mean, LeBron once again showing how ageless he is really. How I mean, and I is. I've never been like super huge on LeBron. Mm-hmm. But when he really cares about the game and he really like wants to get when invested When he wants to win he, w- he yeah. goes out and gets it. Yeah. Like, you saw in the last possession. Oh, yeah. He locked down both Kawhi and Paul and George. George, yeah. And just as he a fan of basketball, shot. like, I have to, you, you know, have, I have I mean, to love course, that. Of course. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, we watched a lot of those games, and obviously with Memphis, I had a close eye on Memphis because they're in the 8th seed in the West. Um, they were playing the Trailblazers, Only a couple games back in that ninth seed. I honestly, like, I would be shocked if Portland didn't overcome Memphis Mm -hmm. to get that eighth seed. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just, like,
1: Memphis looked really good for three quarters. They did. They looked really solid. 22 points from John Morant. Jaron Jackson, 33 points. I mean, yeah. I mean, they looked really solid. Yeah, John ja, ja Morant posted a double-double, I believe, yeah.
0: But I think in the end, they're just too young of a team. I think that showed. I think Portland, like, obviously Dame, CJ, they've been there before. Melo's been there yeah. before. They have a good roster, basically top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know, It's a to solid me, team, yeah. Yeah, no, to me, I think they can make some serious waves, especially when team chemistry is going to be so important because the season got cut off i mean most of these guys have been on the team for at least a couple of years you know whereas yeah. you see it with like the rockets you know this is russ's first year the mavs haven't had a lot of time mm-hmm. under their belt um i don't know to me it's just like
1: i mean i think the blazers have always sort of been that team sort of living in the shadow of the warriors and you know the spurs and the west and you know I think it's finally, you know, and I mean, this year I think they're sort of living in the shadow of the Lakers, but I don't know, the Blazers have always been like that one team you think just like, they you just look at one thing, like, right, if they can just get one push, then you think they can at least push for Western Conference Finals, you know, definitely into the NBA Finals.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if there was any year for it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, a year where...
1: Chemistry. They maybe, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly, where it's their chemistry maybe almost matters more than uh-huh. who's on the floor. Right. I think it's this year. And I, I, I was completely shocked by how well Mello did. I mean, he had a couple clutch threes toward the end. He did, yeah. He was looking really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for him being the joke he was a couple of years ago, like, oh, we got to sign Mello, we got to sign Mello. He looks really good. I mean, he's fit into this Blazers team really well. They could make a run. Um, If the season ended and they were in the eighth seed, they'd have to play the Lakers, which is obviously a tough matchup. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how well they match up against the Lakers. The last time they played, the Blazers and the Lakers played, obviously, end of January, Mm -hmm. Blazers pulled it out. They... They honestly, I don't know. I don't know that they could do it for a seven-game seven-game series. Yeah, I think they could maybe take a couple games. I think it did take at least at least two
1: games for the Lakers. One or two and, games. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't see them overcoming the Mavericks, who are in that seven seed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Like I think they could make a serious run, and I think it only takes you know a few games of Melo mm-hmm. being hot, or Dame being hot, or CJ mm-hmm. being hot to overcome those Lakers. But man, that would be that would be tough. I don't I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I wish though. So I kind of just contradicted myself there, <laughs> but it's all right. I I don't know. To me, I I would be shocked if the Lakers didn't come out of the West.
1: Yeah. I think I think the Lakers pretty much have the West right now, especially with their win over the over the Clippers last night, I mean. I think it's definitely them for the. They got, you know, they're on top of the West easily.
0: Yeah, cause the Clippers are really, really good. Mm-hmm. I, they just never seem to have meshed, like we all thought they
1: would. Yeah, it's not you know? the. It's not the. Super, super, like, really nice mesh between, uh, George and Kawhi, like we were really hoping to see, but like.
0: And it's not even like a. Yeah. That's not even a thing that I can prove. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. a gut. Like, you watch the game and you're kind of like, oh, you know, they're really good. But, but just watching yeah. a matchup against the Lakers, you just thought they'd, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to phrase it. Yeah. I just thought the Clippers were going to run away with it, basically, at the beginning of the year. And now, mm-hmm. now not so sure. Not so um, sure anymore, yeah. But meanwhile, in the East, the Bucks looked really, really good.
1: Yeah, victory over the Celtics last night. Yeah, definitely, that was a big, big, win, big for them. win for them.
0: Giannis looked unstoppable. Oh, he's Giannis, so yeah. What else is new? Fifteen
1: rebounds, <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> it's just, I like I. It's the same thing with them. There are definitely teams that could match up with them, mm-hmm. but with just the fact that their roster has basically stayed the same, except they got Brooke, Lopez and yeah, um, I I just I don't I don't see anybody beating them either. Yeah, and that's coming from you know me, the, the diehard yeah. <laughs> Sixers fan. Um, unfortunately, like I, th- I could see the Sixers beating the Celtics, in a, you yeah, know, in the, a quick in seven series, game. Yeah. But then you know, what we'd end up playing either the Raptors or the Magic. Yeah, the Raptors is a tough game. I don't know. May I think they? Could
1: I think they could beat the, the Raptors. Raptors. I think they could. Yeah, uh, I, think I mean they could beat the Magic too.
0: Once again, I think it'll be. Brett Brown being an idiot.
1: Brett Brown being Brett Brown, yeah. Yeah, (laughs)
0: and something will happen, and it'll just be a whole thing, and he can't manage the roster or anything like that. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how the Raptors look. They play the Lakers tonight.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then the Sixers play the Pacers tonight. You know, get to see my boy TJ on the court. (sighs) Absolutely, Miss him. It'll be interesting to see how they match up with the Pacers because I think that'll be kind of a telling you know how now that the games actually count um it'll be interesting to see if ben actually shoots threes everybody's up on ben shooting threes Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he shot two i mean
1: it's an improvement at least (laughs) no absolutely yeah don't
0: get me wrong i'm not like i'm not trying to hate on him actually shooting i just think like you know if he can get that up to four or six then i'll be more invested because then that will mean the defenses will play him out more or play out more and, like, guard mm-hmm. him on the perimeter. And I think that just opens it up for Joel. Um, yeah. Brendan will know this because I was texting him about it. Um, for those of you who don't know, Brendan was on our last episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We were going back and forth for ages about him playing, about Ben playing the four. I was never convinced because I thought Ben was more of a on-ball threat than an off-ball Especially with Jake Milton's numbers yeah. off ball. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's worked out so far. I mean, he's looked really good. The pick and roll. It's intense. <laughs> um, but I think no, I I see. I I could see where <laughs> it's a thing where it's like it seems like it happens with all Philly sports for us. But it just seems like they could you know make a run potentially to the finals if they catch the Bucks you know napping a little bit. Or they could lose in the first round. I like, think, that's what yeah, it feels like,
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, the teams I fear the most are, like you said, the Bucks, And I think we can beat the Celtics. I think we can beat the Raptors, but the Heat... I don't fear the Celtics at all. Yeah, I think we can beat the Celtics. I think we can beat the Celtics. And, but I, the Heat is a little bit of... Mm, just because regular season troubles against the Heat. Now, the Heat are fourth right now in the East. And I'm not... It's going to... Because... Like you said, they seem to have really good chemistry during the regular season, but like looking at them, they're Jimmy Butler just arrived and they seem just like so new, like they're so young. They're so young, but like they've got some ballers though. (laughs) They do, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Oh my god, they they've
0: they've got some ballers. Mm -hmm. They
1: are really. They're like, a really, really good team. They could to.
0: contend maybe like next year, mm-hmm. you know what I mean what two I don't see it this, this year, year, especially with the gap and how young their team is, but next year, I think if they had a, like a full regular season,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they could they could push, like they could be really good. Um, not that they're not already. I mean they're the fourth they're the fourth right. seed. Yeah, they've had one year under their belt, but I yeah. just think, I, could think, I just think they could be so much better. Um, yeah, they have a lot I don't think of think they're playing to their potential. Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. To me, like, I trust Ben and Joel to be able to lead the team. I trust Matisse to come off the bench or start or whatever he does now, you know, whatever they're going to have him do um, and, you know, play really good defense, get some stops. I trust Al to come off the bench. Uh, I trust them all to play
1: well. I trust Tobias to play. I'm I'm not sure if I trust yeah. Al entirely yet. But I I mean I mean yeah, 'cause well, well regular see, season speaks, you know.
0: Yeah, but we we've never really like seen him in a full bench role, you know? Right. He's always kind of been in between starting and on the bench. On the bench. Yeah, yeah and it's never really been the like best. a fine yeah. line. But I think now it's gonna be closer to that fine like coming off the bench. Not playing as many minutes. Most expensive um, sixth
1: man? <laughs> oh, my God. I <laughs> <laughs> just... Uh, Let's not... I guess, I guess the Celtics
0: knew... You know, it... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it kills me. I don't, I don't Thanks, know. Elton. Thanks, Elton. Thanks, uh, Yeah, I thought this was going to be a lot better of a move.
1: Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, well. who knows?
0: Maybe, maybe it could pay off in this playoff series. I mean, he's got veteran presence... He's got playoff experience. I mean, that's what he provides. He
1: provides that sort of playoff experience. I mean, not that the Sixers don't, I mean, but especially with J.J. Redick gone, like... Yeah, I mean, there's no really, like, there's a no, veteran... Yeah, veteran guy on the team anymore uh, now that Redick has left to sort of who has that experience under that belt. And, you know, but just ugh, pay him all that money just for him to sit on the, be a bench guy. Come on.
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, I just want it to pay off. You know, I don't want to, like, get mad about his contract until I know it hasn't paid off at all. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, if he's a complete dud during this bubble run, Mm -hmm. then I'll be mad. Right. But, you know, if he turns out that he wins a game or two and then he's a good veteran leadership guy. um, But, see, I could see where that would turn around in the Sixers front office and they'd say, oh, wow, you guys made a finals run? oh, we're going to keep Brett then. Yeah. We're, we're our winning culture now. And yeah. then that would just drive me insane. That would be like... Yeah. Uh, uh, Ugh. <laughs> that's That's... That would be... That's like the... That would be the ultimate, like, slap to the face. Would yeah, be If the, the Sixers do well. And, if the oh, Sixers... Well, imagine the back, Sixers right? winning a championship, and then they have to keep Brett Brown because of that. And obviously that's like the... You know, that would be incredible to... Have the Sixers win a championship, like I would be, I'd probably cry tears of joy. Yeah. But then I would cry tears of pain, you know, a week or so after when I realized, oh God, well, yeah, that, well, keep that's, Brett yeah. Brown. well, that's an
1: interesting, uh, would you rather then? Would you rather win the championship and this year and keep Brett Brown for the following three years? Or, you know, oh, it's
0: going to be more than three years or, I yeah, think, or, if yeah. he wins a championship.
1: Right. Or would you rather, you know, Flop this year and have Brett Brown gone and not being sh- so sure in the future.
0: It's interesting because this year has such a new meaning, mm-hmm. especially with whoever wins the title. It's going to mean, you know, it's going to mean so many different things. Um, <sighs> can't we have both? Can't <laughs> we win and fire him anyway? No, it like, can't like we that. please? Why not? Elm Why Brand, can't I don't think Alan Brand's, Brand's can't that. can't
1: Yeah. I don't think Come on. Brand's that smart. <laughs> We've had enough taken from us,
0: Sean. Why can't we have both? Why can't we win a championship and get rid of this awful coach? Why can't we have Jay Wright, too? Why don't you just throw that in? Why don't you just give me Jay Wright? Are you Why on the just Jay give Wright me Wright championship? Are you really
1: on the Jay Wright train?
0: I mean, he's better than...
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Better I mean, than nothing. He's better than Brett Brown, but, like... I don't. I don't think. I don't see Jay Wright coming over to the NBA anytime. So.
0: No, I don't think so either. I think he's. I got, think he would be a
1: really good coach,
0: but yeah, especially for a young talent. But
1: yeah. I, I don't. He, would he be a good coach? I don't know. It's just because the, other than Brad Stevens, like, like what other college coaches? Right? You know, the transition between college and NBA is like just so. Mm, it never like really pans out, you know.
0: I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really see it like that. I think it's like. A lot of the college coaches that get hired get thrown into bad situations. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, recent example, uh, John Beeline, who coached for the Cavs. That was just a really bad roster that he got put into, and he just made mistakes because he didn't really have anything to like fall back on. Um, meanwhile, with the Celtics, like they were already in a kind of rebuilding mode where they were getting good young talent. Mm-hmm. And they needed somebody to develop that talent. I think that's what a Jay Wright coach kind of, because that's what he does as a college coach is develop right, He develops,
1: talent. he develops talent. That's what he's done through all his years ago. Really, yeah.
0: And I think that's what we need. I think we mm-hmm. need like a coach that can promote maturity in our stars, and I Definitely. think someone <laughs> that can like you know.
1: Get a offer, hand
0: Joel, Yeah, <laughs> yeah they can offer some actual leadership and guidance and stuff. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's why I've talked myself into Jay Wright. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's like you said, I don't see him leaving. Yeah, um, I think he's
1: really, anytime soon. And it
0: is. It's really a catch-22 because it's like we were saying, if the Sixers go deep in the playoffs, you know, do they keep Brett Brown because of that? Because they see him as a long-term guy mm-hmm. because we made the playoffs. I I guess there really is no good move in this situation. I mean, there is,
1: but. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, I don't know. This is why I'm not a GM. This is why I want to go into broadcasting and not anything <laughs> else. Um, just so,
1: yeah, just so you got to think how much time to eat with the team you have left. Or I mean, with Ben and Joel, it's like, oh, you have, you know. Yeah. but like other pieces, Tobias Harris, I think those are, your th- and then you know Matisse Thibault coming up, hell even Shake Milton coming up too, you know, like oh, oh, those yeah. are, those oh, yeah. are your guys for the future, you know. Build around. We them. have to,
0: there's so much good young talent on this team, and it just hasn't been recognized. Yeah. Like it's not even near. Matisse like and Matisse Shake. isn't even yeah. near. Shake's not even near his full potential. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's why. I don't know. I think that talent needs to be recognized, and I think, you know, especially when it's going to be too I mean, late. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's so good. He's so good. He
1: is unbelievable. For oh a my God. We love him. We love Matisse. <laughs>
0: He's so good. But I, I could, I literally could rant about Brett Brown for ages, and I feel like we do that every show now. Like yeah, that's just a staple. I think that's just a comment. Somehow theme. we work Brett Brown into this. <laughs> how bad of a coach he is
1: or how he needs to go or whatever
0: yeah so okay let's quick like nail
1: down our predictions here so
0: who do you have making it out of the east i already said mine
1: yeah it's it's the bucks making it out of the east i think in the eastern conference finals i think it's gonna be that's tough uh i think it could be heat bucks or sixers bucks actually no do i think so Actually, no, I think the Sixers are going to lose in the second round again, unfortunately. I could see them slipping by. To the I, Raps. To the Raptors. I think they're going to lose again to the Raptors, unfortunately. Just because part of me the wants... The Raptors are good, yeah, too. <laughs> the Raptors are a good team. Part of me kind of wants... I, I shouldn't say this, but, you know, like we just talked about with Brett Brown. Yeah, it's kind it's, of... The, it's the catch-22, yeah. which
0: one is the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the Raptors could really make a push toward the Bucks, but I just don't think they are on the same level, really. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the Bucks. I don't,
1: yeah, I don't see anyone else really, like, the one dominant team. There's no really dominant team in the East other than the Bucks. Like, last year it was the Bucks and the Raptors. Those were the two dominant teams in the East. And then in the West, I think it's. See, the West. I mean the Lakers are obviously the dominant team in the in the West easily. But like yes. I could see a team like like a like the Jazz or, you know, maybe I the could Clippers see the nuggets. Or the nuggets. I could see the nuggets. Just slipping in there and you they know. They
0: are huge. Mm-hmm. Especially with Bull Bull. I there was oh, something man. that had Bowl, listed Bull Bull as a small forward. I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. I was like, Oh my God. Can you imagine? I don't know. I think they're good. It's kind of the, it's kind of like a wrong, like, right place, wrong time kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Where it's
0: like they're going to be a really good team. They have the right pieces. It's just not right now. Not like I
1: think it's the Lakers. Just not.
0: Right they don't have now. enough yeah. time to yeah. gel, especially with Bowl Bowl. They're really good. Just not right now. Yeah, they could contend next next year. They could yeah. be the one seed next year.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that. Yeah, but the West is so much more interesting than the East in terms of the playoff playoff. Well, mean,
0: even just the simple part that mm-hmm. there's one team competing for the 8th seed in the East, and there's five competing in the West.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's just,
0: like just even that tells you, you know, mm-hmm. there are two teams that have been eliminated in the West, you know, and then there are, what, four or five that have been eliminated in the East. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just like. It's it's all really good basketball, but it's just, you know.
1: Yeah, it's going
0: to be really, really interesting. All right, so moving on to a little bit of football. So we talked a lot about uh, free agency last show, right? And we kind of talked about our thoughts, but I want to talk specifically draft. Right. You know what I mean? We've seen a lot of reports, a lot of people's opinions, a lot of, you know,
1: mm-hmm. what
0: they think about the picks. I want to know who you think came out looking best from the NFL draft.
1: I'm going to have to say I, I, looking best coming out of the NFL draft. I think that the that the Ravens had the best draft just because they had so many steals in the draft. They had I was going to say that. They had LSU linebacker Patrick Queen, who I wanted the Eagles to get in the first round. I I, just, I you know, I was kind of hoping the Eagles got him. Malik Harrison from Ohio State. And J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Oh, very, very good first-round talent in the back end. And, you know, for being that dominant in the regular season, that dominant of a team to have that good of a draft, like, man, like, credit, kudos to the Ravens in the front office for (laughs) having that good of a draft. But, like, yeah. Do I think they got better with it? Yeah, I think they got, definitely got better with it. But, like, most improved overall? Um... I think it's got to be probably either the Cardinals or the Vikings. Vikings got their wide receiver, you know, in, uh, in Justin Jefferson. And then Cardinals got the big Clemson linebacker in Isaiah Simmons to sort of be that piece in the defense, sort of really bring that defense together. And, you know, it's just, I think those teams improved the most, but overall I think the Ravens had the best, like, They drafted the smartest. Like, they made the right selections, definitely, for their team, though.
0: Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that.
1: I was shocked that Simmons even fell that far. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons fell to the eighth pick in the draft. I mean, that's they got a great, great pick out of him. I mean, he's a bit raw in terms of talent, but my gosh, can that man play? (laughs) I really, really liked Isaiah Simmons at Clemson, and I think he could— It's gonna take a little bit of time for him to develop to develop properly but you know I think he can be a game changer sort of like sort of like a Khalil Mack uh an Aaron Donald where he's just just dominant in the NFL you know
0: yeah absolutely I think you're 100% right Mm -hmm. and then I think like this is really obviously this isn't saying much it's kind of like the idea of a rookie getting the most improved player in the NBA Mm -hmm. or not a rookie a second year player Right. I think Cincinnati did a really good job drafting. Well, I mean they got their
1: guy. In,
0: in yeah, obviously. Mr. Joe I mean, yeah. it would have been hard to mess it up. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, but I think either way, they're going to be a really young team. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be good this year. I don't know that they'll be good next year,
1: but maybe the year after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they definitely got the. Pe- they definitely did what they needed to do. You know, they got the Clemson wide receiver. Uh, what's his name? T. Higgins linebacker Akeem Davis who was excellent in college and I think they're headed in the right direction definitely out of Owen 16 definitely
0: yeah it's hard to like go down from there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean it would have been really hard to mess up the number one I think for sure
1: oh yeah there's basically no way I'm messing up that um, unless they pulled a just a complete what if and they select just a two or someone yeah
0: Oh, that would have been awful. That, that would have been, been – I mean, no. okay, I don't want to say awful. That would have been heartbreaking for the Cincinnati people mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to – Yeah. Like, for them, you know, hometown kid. Yeah, Ohio kid, you
1: know. That uh, been, yeah.
0: But um, I think they're going to be interesting. I think they're going to be a team to watch out for. I think they could potentially, like, be a trap game kind of scenario mm-hmm. for teams, you I don't know, they yeah. may
1: overlook them. It could be, like, the could, Cardinals this year yeah you yeah, know yeah, where they're just it's like easy to overlook them yeah they're, it's easy to overlook like they got talent you. they could take a game from you but I mean are they gonna you know make the playoffs I don't see it and I think right they mm-hmm.
0: I hate to admit it and honestly this is probably worse for you than yeah. it is for me as yep. a Giants fan you know it's probably worse for you as an Eagles fan
1: Dallas had a really good draft Dallas did have a rather excellent draft um, the C D Lamb pick for Dallas, I'm kind of like, I, I think I'm. It's part of me just being salty about it. But at the same time, the Dallas Dallas doesn't need another wide receiver, which I'm kind of I'm kind of confused about. I, or d- like, did they just do that just to spite us, just to spite the Eagles, you know? I mean, they already have Amari Cooper and a young Michael Gallup, and then I think they did they I think they still have Randall Cobb, or unless he went to the Texans, I'm not sure. But part of me may be just be salty, but, like, I don't see that pick. I think they should have went defense with that pick, got a safety, like safety Xavier McKinney or, you know, someone like that, who McKinney's on the Giants, I do believe right now. Giants drafted him in the second round, which was excellent, excellent pick. i thought so excited about that yeah, pick. Yeah, he's going to be – I think he's going to be great. But, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but <laughs> – See, I think
0: you are salty, because I think the the C.D. Lamb pick was a really good pick for them. That's just my opinion, though. I think, like, that just bolsters an already pretty good, like, an already talented offense, and it just gives Dak Prescott more options. So I think, honestly, like, I agree. I think they should have gone defense rather than Lamb. But I think, A, it's good for their offense, and it gives more options, and B it takes away from the Eagles. So I think that was kind of a yeah. two-front pick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I could, I 100% agree. I think maybe they should have taken a step back and looked at their defense a little no. more. Um,
1: it's just I think I am a little bit salty too. <laughs> no, I know I you was. I, was.
0: <laughs> I can say that with certainty that you are salty. <laughs> but who do you think got worse then? I think uh, there's one there's only one team that like really stands out to me that definitely got worse.
1: Uh Packers, easily. Yes. <laughs> Without question. There's there was no reason to select Jordan Love in the first round. Absolutely okay. no reason.
0: I mean look, to be fair, Jordan Love wasn't a pick for this year, right? No. He like wasn't. it's a pick looking down the line. They think it's kind of like the Favre Rogers scenario where it's like you see your guy. You got to get him now. But come on. You did not have to get him in the first
1: round. Yeah. You did I, not. I understand. Hell, if they could even they could even reach like the Eagles and got him second round maybe. But like third round, I, I, if they got him in the third round, there would be much, much, much less backlash. Yeah. Just like, oh, you know. Literally the person that keeps your
0: franchise relevant. Year to year. One of the best players in the NFL, without
1: question, I think. Yeah, easily one of the top quarterbacks in the game.
0: Publicly asks you to look at wide receivers for him to throw to. And what did you do? You went with a quarterback.
1: What are you thinking? What are you? Th- what? Unless they see him coming, becoming Tom Brady. I don't know. You know, turn into that Tom Brady where he just. Uh... But even still, it's come on. I mean, I mean they didn't draft a wide receiver. At all, no. they drafted a tight end, when they already have a tight end in uh what's his name in Mercedes Lewis and uh, I believe they have Jay Sternberger, who was excellent at Texas A and M a few years back, but no wide receivers, at all, none at all, I mean. Like Devonte Adams can only do so much, like. I mean, they traded up for him. I know, right? <laughs> they traded up for him. What are you thinking? And get the second round. You draft a running back, when you have uh, arguably the most underrated running back in the NFL in in an excellent, excellent, Aaron Aaron Jones, and you draft a running back in the second round. Come on, come on.
0: I, I mean, they they did offensive lineman right. Mm-hmm. I mean. Fine. Yeah. They really went and replaced injury prone offensive linemen with injury prone offensive linemen. Right. And then <laughs> they didn't talk about their defense at all, which was awful in the against the rush. We saw that in the championship game. Terrible run defense. Great pass defense. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, they Terrible have an excellent second defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk about that at all until round four. I've got a good friend. <laughs> Friend of the show. He's been Tom. on before. Yeah,
1: he's been on before.
0: Friend of the show. Big Packers fan. And I've talked to him about the Jordan Love pick. And I'm like, it's a good pick if it's, you know, round two, round three, and you don't trade. But I can't even get mad. I'm not even mad. I'm just, like, baffled. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's baffling. Like, what would you Yeah. We're like, Shocking. what are you doing? What are you doing?
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, it is. It really is a what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's – I don't get it. I don't get it. But I think they're really – obviously, Bill O'Brien with the Texans, like, they had a really weird, really, yeah, really a... weird off season.
1: Yeah. Not really a great offseason. DeAndre Hopkins for uh, David Johnson. <laughs> To absolutely just, what are you doing? And then, yeah. Uh, poor Deshaun Watson, poor kid. He's a great kid. Too. Honestly, he's a great. He's, a great he's about to get traded. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna demand a trade. <laughs>
0: <much>. <laughs> I don't know. I I just it's shocking to me. I it, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's that's our draft recap. There you go. <laughs> Packers stink. Cowboys, oh, got better. Well, oh, okay, we are a Philly sports show. That's Quote right. unquote. that's, in- that's right <laughs> let's hear about it. what did you think about your birds? I thought the draft was all right. I mean, there's only one pick that matters. there's only one pick that matters. You can argue with me all you want. There's only one pick that defines the sequels draft, and it was number fifty three
1: That pick is just so interesting like i I mean night of the draft, I freaked out. I mean I think every every Eagles fan freaked out, but like looking back on it like looking at it now i kind of still don't like him that they took him in the second round that high with uh, you know other wide receivers other linebackers available but like at the same time i think it marks i, I don't know part of me is just like oh he's your chance to get a good backup and especially you could develop him over the years and eventually him come out in a few games do really good and trade him away for value because I mean the NFL the quarterbacks are just so valuable and you know trade them like you did with Sam Bradford a few years ago where oh Minnesota gets injured or Minnesota loses their quarterback boom trade him Sam Bradford for for a few picks before the start of the season there you go get stuff in return let just let let Carson Wentz start you know just having that is like so valuable but I think they could have gotten him in the 3rd round early 3rd round I didn't I think that was kind of a reach you know? See,
0: I don't even think it's a bad pick, though. It's just another one
1: that's like, really. It's just head scratching, uh, you know. I think it's more of an interesting pick than just a, like a bad or like a, what are you doing pick, you know. I think it's more of that. It's like, hmm. Like you could really like. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, the more I'm more accepting of it. But like, yeah.
0: Well, see, if I was an Eagles fan, I would think. I would have a little more trust in, you know, Doug E.P. I trust Doug Because clearly, Roigman. like, yeah. he has some sort of plan, I would think. Like, you don't go out and make a pick like that without thinking about it, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion.
1: I don't know. I trust Howie Rogeman. I trust that man with everything. And I th- I think he's he's got the team in his mind, definitely. He's definitely – I think he's definitely moving the team in the right direction. Uh, the other notable picks in the draft were, obviously, Jalen Rager taking Jalen Rager over LSU wide receiver, standout wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, which was immediately... Interesting. I was was shocked at first, but, you know, again, it's one of those picks where I look back at it and I'm like, oh, I see that. Because Justin Jefferson, as great as a player as he is, he's not what the Eagles needed. The Eagles needed explosiveness. They needed someone to to fill Deshaun Jackson's roles, you know? And Justin Jefferson is mainly works in that sort of medium, short-pass range guy. He's sort of that guy. And right now, the Eagles already have that in Zach Ertz and their tight end, Dallas Goddard. So I'm like, do we really, really need Justin Jefferson? Compared to a guy like Jalen Rager, who has all those benefits, he has the benefits of being that next Deshaun Jackson, that next Tyreek Hill, where he could just be that deep threat, stretch the field, and open up space for Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard underneath. So they can dominate the short to medium pass range and Jalen Rager can be that deep threat. So overall, I kind of like the Jalen Rager selection, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to come around to it much more than I was on draft night. I mean,
0: I think you're right with the uh, the deep threat part of it. But mm-hmm. I think you're kind of, you know, getting a little bit too deep in the spin zone there, Sean. What do I I think you're like full selling. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I would do the same thing. I kind of did the same thing with Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. But no, I think you're right. I think they really needed a deep threat more than anything. Mm-hmm. I honestly think he's a good receiver. I think he was a good pick. He's he's a I bit understand wrong. the outrage, yeah. but like just, uh, I yeah. think it'll I think I, it'll I,
1: Yeah, I think I was definitely salty that night too, especially with Dallas taking CD Lamb. So I was like, all right, Eagles cannot screw this up now. They must take Justin Jefferson. And you know, I kind of ruled out the possibility of them taking Jalen Rager, who had been pretty much – I completely erased he him. He was really that. under the radar, though. Oh, so he was so even, under the radar, yeah. Yeah. You can't
0: I, even blame yeah. you for that.
1: Mm-hmm. What about the U? I know Declan's a Giants fan. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he is a Giants fan. Giants had an interesting draft. I think they had a good draft overall. I think we had a good draft. I, mean, they got, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I think we did a lot for the offensive line and the defense, which I was pretty excited Mm -hmm. about. I think we were really thin uh, in the linebacking position. Cam Brown. We got Cam Brown, which I was excited about. It's a good pick. He's a good player, yeah. He's great at Um, Penn State. I loved him. I really liked, I think the most underrated pick was Holmes, the UCLA cornerback. Really? Really, really underrated pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, His ball skills, they're going to be incredible. Pairing him with Julian Love, right, uh, Jabril, and now McKinney in that secondary. Uh-huh. It could be deadly. It could be really good. Um, and then Thomas, I was kind of, I alluded to it earlier. Like, obviously, I wasn't a huge fan at first because I was like, really? This guy? Like, yeah. could, we could have done so many other. But really, I think what Gentleman was doing was not a couple years in the future, but like right now as well as a couple of years in the future. Um mm-hmm. Thomas is going to be that guy that has the highest floor, which I think is huge right, because yeah. I think that means he's going to protect Daniel Jones right away. And I said it definitely yeah. I said it to my friend the other day when I heard Nate Soldier was opting out, I was very excited because I don't think Nate Soldier has ever been a good fit for us. Um so I think yeah. that just helps Thomas, you know, kind of like Get in a little earlier um Mm -hmm. you know not that he wasn't going to be in the first place but i'm just i'm i'm excited because i think that shows that they genuinely are looking for a solution to the offensive line
1: (laughs) not just plastering yeah not just like random dudes you know
0: they're actually like spending high quality draft picks on good players um Mm -hmm. so i'm excited about that i'm excited to see what the defense looks like i think they could be potentially really good especially with all the free agents we signed Um, Yeah. I think the receivers just need to stay healthy. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think, honestly. Sterling and Evan Ingram. Yeah, I think, think, honestly, it could be a good year. I mean, I said Super Bowl last time. I still, (laughs) in my mind, am thinking Super Bowl. But I understand where people get upset, you know. Oh, crazy Giants fan. Oh, you're going to make the Super Bowl. Sure, you were, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. I mean, we beat the Dolphins. Somebody else didn't. Hey, oh shoot. Did we I did say that? Oh, my bad. Oh, I'll my say, bad. I'll say we blew oh, that twice. Well, okay. All right. We blew that <laughs> game. Come on. We blew that game. The second one. We didn't want to win. You could just tell. We yeah. just gave up. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> point being like, I don't know. I think it could be a really good year, um, but we'll see. So yeah, that's our, that's cool. our draft recap. Let's talk a little college football before we go. Obviously interesting a lot of definitely interesting yeah, a lot of team a lot of conferences, the SEC notably going to conference only schedules. I think the Pac twelve yeah. is one of the only ones left that haven't declared
1: that. Yeah, Pac twelve I think is left and you know, of, of the power five that is. SEC, Big Ten, A C C all did it. And maybe yeah. the
0: biggest news, at least to me, and maybe it's a little bit of bias, but we don't have to talk about that. Notre <laughs> Dame actually aligning itself with a conference for the first time ever, in terms of football. I know at that's least. gonna be, yeah. Dude, I was looking it's at I was, really I was I legit looking at the schedule the other day. Let me pull it up. Let me read it to you. The new Notre Dame football schedule compared to the old one, and let me just like let me just yeah. let me plead <laughs> my case here for a second. Let me just. Are you pleading your case for national championship? I mean... you... Are you... Are you... All right, let me let me let me read you the opponents that were originally scheduled for the University of Notre Dame fighting Irish. Ball State. Yeah, well, okay, fine. It was Ball State, sure. You're going to pretend like Alabama <laughs> Miami, doesn't play, you know. That's besides Or point, Alabama, besides at least, point, you know. Point.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're
0: right. So the original Notre Dame football schedule, Navy, Arkansas, Western Michigan, at Wake Forest, Wisconsin, Stanford, At Pittsburgh, Duke, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Louisville, USC. So two super good opponents in Clemson and Wisconsin. Three opponents that always play us close, USC, uh, Stanford, Navy. Mm
1: -hmm. A
0: couple SEC school in there. Obviously, it's Arkansas, but still. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, a couple ACC games, good schools, just not like – on our level yeah. here's what the schedule is now boys and girls the (laughs) University of Notre Dame Fighting Irish play Duke, Clemson Louisville, Mm -hmm. Florida State Syracuse Boston College North Carolina, Georgia Tech Wake Forest and Pittsburgh wow that's a good schedule even if Even if we lose to Clemson, even if we lose to Clemson, we could potentially play for the ACC championship and we could potentially beat Clemson, which would mean that the one year that Notre Dame joins a conference and in its, its entire history, it would win that conference and potentially make the college football playoff. Could you imagine? And even if, even if they don't win the ACC championship, if they're not allowed to for whatever reason or if they lose, they're only losing to Clemson.
1: That's a high-quality loss. That's potentially like... Is Notre Dame coming in ranked? Are they coming in ranked? Were they ranked last year? Yeah, not they're sure.
0: uh, number 12 this year.
1: Number twelve this year. It's gonna be uh, the biggest threats I see in the ACC right now are obviously Clemson and Virginia, North Carolina. No,
0: no. mm, How big a threat is North Carolina? Come on, Sean, don't play with me like that. Come on,
1: I think North Carolina. Sean, don't play with me. Or even Miami. Do they play Miami? No, they don't play Miami. Miami? They don't play Miami.
0: Sean, don't play with me like that.
1: Sean. Don't play I, with me
0: like that, Sean. Come on. Deep down in know. your heart of hearts, do you know. actually think that? Come on. Be honest. Deep down. I think North Carolina could be a trap game. No. Trap game. Trap game between they were a trap what? Game last Boston year College Clemson. and
1: Georgia Tech? Between north I mean, you saw you saw North Carolina last year against Clemson. Almost a trap game. Okay, sure. But Almost I'm saying a trap, trap
0: game between Boston College and Georgia Tech? No. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. The Clemson game is in Notre Dame. Not that it really matters with fans and stuff. Right. That's big. Come then. on, bro. You don't actually think. You don't actually think North Carolina is I, I, on even the same I level. Do.
1: Could... No.
0: No, Come I don't. I, mean, I don't. But, Come like, I think they could be a trap be, game. Just...
1: I think they could easily. Be...
0: But you're missing my point. A trap game is something. An opponent you overlook because there's another opponent ahead of you. Our only opponent, okay, I don't want to say our only opponent. I don't want to sound arrogant. I mean, I do sound arrogant, but I don't want to sound that arrogant. The only opponent I feel really challenges the Notre Dame roster is Clemson. Maybe potentially Georgia Tech. Maybe potentially Syracuse. Maybe potentially North Carolina. Maybe potentially Pittsburgh. I just they like it doesn't seem like that big of a challenge. What about Boston College? Just don't play with me <laughs> like that, Sean. Don't play with me <laughs> like that. I don't know. I just I don't see North Carolina I, as that good of a team. I think I think you're a little biased. Just well, little, no, no, no. Think about it. Last year, <laughs> last year the North Carolina Clemson game was a literal trap game. You're you're 100 correct. But I'm saying the schedules are so different this year that trap games are not at all going to be a thing. Well, not at least in the ACC or at least on this schedule. You know what I mean? Because there's no opponent that mm-hmm. unless unless your schedule just so happened to go Boston College, North Carolina, Clemson.
1: Sure, But that's yeah.
0: not like Clemson's going to be week two. To me, I feel like if they win that Clemson game, it's really just... Notre Dame's to lose. Oh, yeah, they
1: beat Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the Clemson game is obviously the most important. Cause, I mean, that's going to decide both Clemson and Notre Dame's playoff. Well, I playoff think hopes. the
0: fact that Notre Dame gets them week two is even bigger mm-hmm. because, like, it's an even bigger deal because, you know, Clemson's losing so many pieces of their team. Obviously, they still have Trevor Lawrence, but they're losing so many yeah. other pieces Meanwhile, you know, Notre Dame's returning a lot of starters. I just, to me, call me crazy, but if mm. there was ever a year to do mm. it, even if it happens, you know, God
1: willing, it happens.
0: If there was ever a year to yeah. do it, it's this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't see don't see. It more of a ah, I, of do. I do, I do. I, I I don't think I, I do they do. I don't think they do. It. I see it. I see them. I see them losing to the Clemson, and I see them losing to. A I I'm gonna, see
0: I'm, a championship. Speak into
1: existence, good. baby. You gotta <laughs> will it. Well, on my side, Big Ten football, off conference schedule. Big Ten's very interesting this year, as always. Ohio State is obviously owns has owned the Big Ten for a while now, yet, Penn State. And, yeah, Penn State's pretty much their main rival in the East, I'll say. Other than, yeah, yeah, that's about right. I think that's right. I'm a Penn State fan, as hopefully you know. But <laughs>
0: I don't even know we'll who's in the Big out. Ten, East versus West, or whatever. I don't even know. I couldn't even refute that if I wanted to. Yeah. Uh,
1: as you know, I'm a Penn State fan. So, And looking toward their outlook this year, I think they could make some waves. It's going to be interesting this year. The loss of K.J. Hamler means that our receiving core is indeed rather depleted. I but think
0: this is a team that could potentially de- lose to North Carolina. That's all I'm
1: saying. <laughs> I don't know about
0: that. No, I don't.
1: I don't. Come on, it's North Carolina. <laughs> oh, look. Look. Oh, Any- oh look who anyway, anyway, th- anyway, switched anyway. there. Anyway. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. But anyway, Penn State's backfield is obviously the best in the Big Ten looking forward this year. They have two excellent running backs in Journey Brown, Devin Ford, and Noah Kane. Three running backs, excuse me. Excellent tight end, the the best tight end in college football in Pat Fryermuth, And a budding quarterback in Sean Clifford. I think their offense is going to be alright. Their defense is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Penn State pass, rush, as you know, is obviously unbelievable. And led by the best linebacker in the country, Michael Parsons. I think Penn State could make some waves this year. I think they could challenge Ohio State. They challenged Ohio State last year in Ohio State. They did. They did. They did. Oh, my I, gosh. Man, Don't, give I, Don't give me that luck. Don't give me that look.
0: It's a completely different, like, thing to say They're, they could challenge Ohio State because it's a home game. Except you got to remember, even if they have the season, Man. there's no way they have fans. Right. So Happy Valley is not going to uh, be Happy Valley. It's going to be, it's going to be a stadium.
1: Oh, no. I think we could. The it.
0: first four it weeks are literally we we took- Northwestern at Michigan, Ohio or Iowa, then Ohio State. That's going to make or break the year.
1: That's, That's going to be game awful. going to suck. Yep. We're going to know in the first six, one in three five, six games, whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going one to three. We'll, we'll beat Iowa. That's what. The, yeah, that's what I meant. We'll beat Michigan, and then Ohio State's going to be the game. I think we're going to beat really? Michigan. Michigan is like, eh. Michigan's eh this year. I mean, I don't really know how they how much they improved. It's going to be. It's just going to be so interesting. It's because James Franklin, our Penn State head coach, has a notorious history of. Blowing games yes, that in the final is correct. I would quarter, agree with that statement. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if if this if he's finally going to shake that. You know, it's just just so interesting this year. I have no, I really have no idea. I just hope for the best for Penn State.
0: I mean, that's all you really can do. Right. You just got to hope that they live up to their expectations. I don't think they can beat Ohio State. I'm sorry. I think it'll be a really good game. I just think it's a lot to overcome. I don't know
1: if we, I don't know if we can <laughs> either. It's just so much to overcome. Oh, Ohio State is just so good. They're just so
0: good. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. No, We'll see.
1: We will have to see. Definitely a very, very interesting year for college if football. we out.
0: have one at all.
1: And I don't want to keep being if, the doubter. Yeah, if
0: there's a season at all. But I just, you know, cautiously optimistic. the show hasn't been Cautiously optimistic. Enough, Hey, I thought it was a good show. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 yeah, my job, my job. And I guess with that, we're going to we'll wrap it up here since it's been so long already. Hey, if you like the show, let us know. Send us an Instagram. Send us a Snapchat. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. I literally only have one tweet up there, but it's fine. At the PodSess. We're also at the PodSess <laughs> on Snapchat. And we're trust underscore the underscore PodSess on Instagram. I mean, it's a good follow. We don't really do much. I should start doing much yeah. on there. Give us a
1: follow if you. Yeah, give us a follow if you. Hey, feel like send us an us. email if you really yeah.
0: want to. I don't. I don't even remember what the email is. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's I don't just know ttpodcess yeah. at gmail dot com. It is. It is probably. <laughs> I we've gotten like one email. Well, anyway, yeah. And I think it was from me. So there you go. <laughs>
1: Shoot us an email, shoot us a DM, snap us. If you have any questions, want to talk about something, we'd love, we'd to, love to have you we'd on the show. Talk about stuff.
0: But yeah, that'll do it for us. So yep. I, uh, I've been Declan. And I'm Sean. And always remember, trust the process. Trust the process.